hardship, no more struggle, no more challenges, no more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. When you are ready to get a marriage shoot, first is the physical appearance. Give me Proverbs chapter number 31 from verse 10. First is the, how does the shoe look like? Amen. How does the shoe look like? <clears throat> he said, who can find a virtuous wife for her wealth? Is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts in her. So we have no lack of what gain. And he says she does him a good and not evil all the days of her life. Go on. She seeks wool and willingly works with her hands. Can you see laziness here? What are you seeing? Oh, come on, talk to you. What are you seeing? You are a woman. All that you know is to sleep. The sun will be up. And you will be stretching. Say, mm, let me sleep small. I am tired. There are some men here also like that. Amen. You are not working, but you want to eat. Hallelujah. You just be there and be stretching. Get up. You are not getting up. You think everything is not working. Who told you? There are opportunities everywhere. It depends on your attitude. What you are smelling is what tells you what is happening around you. Smell right. Amen. Let's jump to the verse number 30 quickly for what I'm emphasis of what I'm looking at. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. By the woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. It's important. Do not look for the beautiful ones. It is natural that when you are going to buy a shoe, you want to look for the nice shoe to buy. The nice shoe. No problem. But do you know that some of the shoes can be nice, but it's painful? <laughs> I have had many experiences where I can't let, let the shoe, you can't let the shoe go because the shoe looks so nice that you said, oh, I will manage it. So sometimes you can even buy it and put Peppers or whatever in front because you just want to wear it to look good. But the shoe is oversized. Sometimes when you don't know and before you realize, put then it's moving. So sometimes then you do. Sometimes it's, it's nice, but it's also tight. So you are wearing it and you are feeling pain. But just for you to show that Charlie, the thing is looking nice. Some people have a decoration of a woman or a husband, but they're having pain. The man appears with Moses. Every woman tells and says, wow, what a guy. But only the woman knows that Charlie, what I am going through in that house. You will not call him priest charming. You will know it's a disaster. A woman can pass and say, wow. Then your eyes is following. But if you know, and you know, you know that the man is really going through something. Some 
get the beauty just to show to the public that I have something. But in the house, suspense, plates, everything is flying overboard. The question is that that what you are looking for? So do not look for the beautiful ones. The nice ones or the cheap ones. Look for the one that is your size. Tell the person, look for the one that is your size. Listen, there are, there, let's be honest with ourselves. There, there, there are relationships you don't match up to. Don't try it. And so don't waste the pastor's time to fast and pray. Amen. You see, I don't believe in pampering you to tell you that you see it to be well. It cannot be well. There are no ifs and buts. If the guy cannot zip up and is causing you pain when he has not married you, how can the he goat over time transform himself into an angel? Because the thing that is policing the guy will police the guy. So if today he cannot take control of himself and you are fasting and praying that God should convert for you to marry, lady, run. Before you stop making unnecessary all night. When you need to do the all night and have an anointing for your life. You see, wait, wait, wait. That is why you are creating problems for the prophetic ministry. And you turn around and blame them. They gave you all the counsel and advice. You didn't take it. Now you have married the person. And you are facing the reality on the ground. And you are saying it's a demon. And somebody is telling you that it's your mother your father's switch or your mother's switch which is actually influencing your marriage your marriage is not going on so you you vent your spleen of anger on on that innocent people and all those things and blaming everybody you are rather angry with everybody because you think somebody did it give me a break when you were going to didn't you see it one of the things you should consider about relationship or going to buy a shoe is don't be desperate i said don't be what don't be desperate. Singleness is a golden opportunity. If you don't know. Paul says that the one who marries cares about the things of the world and how to please his partner. But when you are single, you please the Lord. Because you have more time to do certain things. Some of you are not considering educating yourself. Hear me, those of you who are not yet married. You are not considering educating yourself now. Building your career. To stand out. And become responsible. You think when a man comes into your life. That is when you'll be better. There is what we call individuality in every relationship. Which is called space. Say space. No matter who you married. Every personality in the marriage has its own individual life as well. The Bible says that two shall become one flesh. You are one flesh, but you also are individual in the marriage. That is why the woman will get up in the morning and go to work. You, the man, you get up in the morning and go to work. Do you tie your wife to yourself and go and sit in the office with the woman? Yet you are one flesh. 
That is why people can, are insecure when they, 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 they receive their calls. They hold their phone like a crap and run into the borrowers room and then turning everywhere and looking at it. You have your individuality. If you understand it, you have to take your call and feel free. Because you respect the relationship. You will not be figuring out what is the password put on the phone of my wife or my girlfriend. Truth of the matter is that you should know yourself. Hello, give me a wave. Am I preaching somebody here? The suspicions, the challenges in relationships that we are not truthful to ourselves. If you cannot be truthful to yourself, how can you be truthful to somebody else? Every woman you see, you want to jump to say, I want to marry you. Every man you want to see, you want to say, I want to marry you. And listen to me, some of you are not sincere. Stop deceiving the ladies. You are quiet. I thought you say an amen to that. Not every handsome, worthy, or intelligent guy is for you. Not every beautiful woman is for you. Some people by their temperament can be able to handle some woman better. And they can be able to handle some men better than you can handle. So if you don't know those things and you want to handle it, you have a problem. That is why some shoe size can be for people. Though to you is an oversized, but when somebody has put his leg in, it fits. Hello. There are some women, their price value is high. <laughs> Hello. They want a three-tier ring. Charismatic ring. Amen. So when you are coming, check yourself and check your level. Like attract like. Go there and manage it like that. Why do you want to go into a place where all the time your pressure is high? Because you know you cannot take care of that beauty. So anytime a man is coming around, who called you? Who is there? Who is whatever? You... Why should you be be on edge? Brother, somebody is at your level. Grow up with the person. So that together you can get to the point where you can take care of yourself and manage yourself. Don't make a mistake. You see, a false balance is an abomination. Don't say, oh, pastor, you don't know. I can manage it. The restaurant she wants to go, you have not been there before. Her circle of friends is such that you can't fit in. You yourself, when you enter, you feel intimidated because what you are wearing, you, you are not okay. And yet this simple, quiet lady is by you. Who wants you to Start with you so that you can all grow up. He said, me, I don't love you. It is this one I'm looking for. Okay, continue. And then you'll be wasting our time to pray. Some prayers I will not pray. Don't get, I will not pray. Those prayers I will not pray. Because the truth of the matter is that tomorrow you have challenges. You enter it, the man is already set. With everything in life. And you, you are now starting. How do you expect him to listen to you to advise him? 
Were you advising him to get to where he got to? He sees you as doing you a favor by marrying you. So you, you are a handbag already. Why do you not come and tell you and determining what I should do? This is not demon, this is practical. Look for the one that is meant for you. The ones that aligns with your values and believe the one who you meet at your life's journey. It's important. You are entering your relationship, the person doesn't believe in whatever you believe in. And he said, when we marry to work, who told you? You speak in tongues, he has a problem. Look, it is not wrong for a Christian to marry a Muslim. I don't have a problem with it. For a Christian, if you want to marry a Muslim, want to, that is up to you. But the truth of the matter is that do you agree on the same belief systems? We are what you call interfaith marriage. We are what you call intrafaith marriage. You can be a charismatic and a Pentecostal. But there are certain things you believe in, others don't believe in. And yet you said you want to marry. Say, Pastor, I love the person. Love is not enough. Love is not enough. The end is important. Marriage is a journey. And if you don't agree with me, Amos 3, 3 says that, how can two work together except they be in agreement? If you can't agree, we can't work together because there will be disagreement so i believe in speaking to us don't believe in speaking to us oh no problem it can work i believe in paying touch you don't believe in paying touch i believe in taking communion i don't believe in taking communion i believe in laying on offense you don't believe in laying on offense i believe in jesus christ as my lord and personal savior you don't believe in christ as your lord and personal savior how can we dwell together at a glance of love, it's okay. But over a period, the cracks will begin to show. So we will only endure in the relationship, but we will not enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. There are people of very varied uh, uh, faith beliefs, and they are living together. But believe you me, they have their own stories to tell you. The confusing aspect of it all is that when they give birth to the children, the children get confused. Because the child doesn't know whether I am going to the mosque or I am going to the church. Or I am going to the Baha'i temple or I am going to the charismatic temple. The, God doesn't, the child doesn't know whether it is permitted me to lift up my hands and then you put the children in the center of your confusion and your conflict. Out of your own lust. Without consideration. Love is important. But certain things are key to consider. It's very, very critical. Oh, are you being blessed? Yeah. The next thing you should consider in buying your shoe is position. Position. It is important to know where you are going in life before you think of getting a wife. Can I say it again? It is important to know where you are going in life before you think of getting a wife. Before God gave 
Eve to Adam. When I read the scriptures in Genesis 2, when you listen to it carefully, when God even realized that Adam needs a helpmate comparable to him, God didn't instantly give Eve to Adam. What did he do? He made Adam to name every animal, every creation. He did everything he was working when he has finished. Now he said, You are past. If you cannot differentiate between good and evil, if you cannot have sound judgment, if you don't know exactly where you are going, when you go and marry, you create a problem for yourself. There are people today, you see, old age is not equal to maturity. Because age is only a number. So don't tell me, Pastor, I am growing. So I need to marry. The question is that, where are you going in life? Because there are people today who are 30, 40, but they don't have plan for their life. In fact, they are a disaster walking. But they are wearing trousers. And some of them are wearing skirts and blouse. If you see the way they look and you think they are good, you take them home, you have a problem. Because they themselves are confused. They don't have plan for their career. They don't have plan for themselves. They don't know where they are going. They are just like a floating plank on the water. Take me wherever you want to take me. I don't go for me. Go far. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Like a seesaw, push me and I'll go. You can't work with that. Tell somebody you can't work with that. You need to have ask somebody, Steve, do you really know where you are going in life? When I met my wife to marry, the first question I asked her, irrespective of her beauty, put it aside. The first question I asked her, I said, what do you want to do in future? I'm a very strategic person. I don't believe in wasting time in life. I don't know about you. I asked her, what do you want to do in life? I listened to her when she didn't know. I've not I have not told her I love her before asking her that question. Some of you, maybe you see the woman, oh, I love you. <laughs> so when you, you are asking the question, she can lie to you. I asked her a genuine, simple question where she didn't even realize I was interviewing her. <laughs> because you know, I've been there before. And I face all kinds of broken hearts. This guy standing here is an experienced guru teaching you. <laughs> so I have learned over years. You can't teach old dogs new tricks. I don't just run and say because God said it. And then you are going. You see, immediately God speaks. Ask him what next. The problem with a lot of us is that immediately God speaks, we are running. What message are you running with? When God says, come, before you come, ask him, God, where are we going? Because you see, the more you ask God questions, the more God speaks. Don't take one statement of God to meet the finality. You will deceive yourself. Give me a wave. Are you being blessed this morning? It's important for you to know that.
you have to check. You have to be sure. Amen. You have to know where you are going. Because where you are going will define everything. There are people in marriage today, they are not happy. You know why you are not happy? Because in the first place, you didn't know where you are going. You see, where you are going becomes a passion and a drive for your life. So irrespective of what you face on the way of your marriage, it cannot bring you down. Because you have something to live for and to die for. And that becomes your motivation. There are people who are smiling in their marriage and they are laughing, not because their marriage is alright, but because they already, before they enter into that marriage, they already have a compelling dream ahead of their life. A compelling career. A compelling agenda. So they move in that wave of that thing. So you, the man, cannot slow him down. You, the woman, cannot slow the man down because I am already on the highways. You either follow me or you fall apart. You can't frustrate me. But if you don't have any compelling agenda and you were married to be a housewife or a house husband, who, you, if they don't push you, you don't push. Because you don't even know where you are going. You don't have any dream. Then, when somebody is fooling, you begin to say, my heart, but I'm dying. If you don't pray for me, I will die. We'll pour us water on you. You'll be fine. But if you get up in the morning and there is something calling you. Hello? You will not have the time. Listen, the person who wants to frustrate you will either join you or will fall apart. Because he will realize that he cannot break you. Because you have your life to be. You see, if you understand some of these things, there will nothing be like a divorce. It's as simple as that. Because I know who I am. You know who you are. So we are working in our calling as far as God has designed us to be. But if I'm at your mercy, eh? if I'm at your mercy, if you don't cough, I can't cough. If you kick me, can I say I'm going? That is why a lot of men will make sure they don't give you room as a woman, to do anything so that they can remote control you. But if you are my child here, don't sell yourself cheap. Today, if you are listening to me and you are a married woman and you have abandoned your education, go back to school. Grow yourself. Develop yourself. Give meaning to your life. The man is maltreating you and in the midst of the maltreatment, you are also not looking good. You are looking bizarre. You are not taking good care of your hair. You are putting on a wig that when we look at you as if you went and took it by force from the grave from your old grandmother and be wearing it. In the house, you will not look presentable. You are not appetizing. Dressed to kill the man in the home. If he said he will not look, he will look by force. A woman went to a pastor to complain about my marriage and then my husband doesn't treat me well and everything after finishing, the pastor said, if I'm your wife, I have, have divorced you right long ago before even now. He said, oh, pastor, why? He said, you look at the way you are dressed. Married woman. Look at your hairstyle. Look at your life. You are a beautiful woman. Black color. But you have messed up yourself. He said, come. There is, uh, I said, mommy, take care. They took her to 
a saloon down the road. Fix this lady. Some of you, the women, you are too chisel. You are too stingy. You don't want to take money, your chop money, out of your chop money or the little money you have for you to be able to dress well and to look good. What are you looking for? You go and wear, you go to your seamstress, you saw a cover dress, which an a, a 80 year old should wear, yet you are around 30 years. How can you be appealing? And yet you are believing God to marry. You go and wear a dress that does not fit you. And yet you want to look attractive. Remember when Naomi was giving advice to Ruth to go and win Boaz. What did he tell? He said, wash down and look good. So that I know the man. Because men are attracted by what they see. Women are stimulated by what they hear. That is why you the man, you should also have some rough small. Your mouth is too much P.O.P. There is nothing like growing above telling you I love you. Give me that break of the African marriage. Who told you? Even God is romantic. That is why they wrote songs of Solomon. God is romantic. God is not by there like that. No, 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 man is. Go and read the songs of Solomon. The way he describes the hair, the breast, the everything of the woman and everything. You think if God, it is the Holy Spirit that made them wrote. So God is a romantic God. God knows what is nice and beautiful. Look at some of the things he has, if you look at the creation, the way he has arranged things and put, even your own body, the way he has arranged and packaged you. And then you, the man, you are saying, but when I was married, I told you I love you. Yesterday I told you, so should I say I love you? You don't even know your wife's shoe size. It's good for you to sow a seed. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. You don't know the size of your, your girl or your lady's bra. Hello? When was the last time you bought a gift for her? You said you love her. When was the last time you surprised her? You said, but we have been in this marriage for a long time. My money is your money. Who told you? The more you grow in the marriage, the more you should spice your love. You, you live in the same room for so many years. You have not taken a break. You can't take your wife to a hotel and all that. But yet, you, when you are courting, you will, no, no, there is time you have to leave the home. Take the children, let them stay at home. You and the woman move into a hotel, book for that hotel three days, go and rest there, share together, play together, reminiscence your old days. When you met her, talk about it. Am I, am I talking to somebody here? So you add spice and life to your relationship. You are killing yourself. Amen. Now hotels, now hotels are not expensive. Please. We are not talking about 
ticket and travel alone. No, even in Ghana here, if you like, I will show you places. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.